Blog Talk Radio. Anytime you desire, hustle always ain't stopping. We live with that in the fire. Fire. Get it straight to the point, no chaser. No false facts and no faker. Cast on your way. Uh, that entertainment news. Put it up at the inspiration. Put it off to the side. Keep to the west. Everyone in this nation. Never be good at celebration. With the girl in motion and all our people. Switch to the key. No people. Giving the game on all we know. So. Would you please pay attention? Trust me if they're really on your own trying to get it. Need an idea how to make your wishes. Get it from the soul trying to do it in your head. Even in a few can't lose. If you've been better than bruised, this is the truth for you. These are the tools. We about to bring you the screws. We did before it was cool. medication. Let me tell you why, all right? Um, I said Happy New Year already, right? And this is the start of season three. So I'm super excited because, again, it's the start of season three, and there's so many um, correlations with tonight, all right? So our first show last year, we started out with, you know, just a recap of everything that had happened, you know, in 2017, which is a very short year because we started in, you know, July of 2017, but it was our recap. And then our very first real episode, we started with a spoken word um, hip-hop poet. And on tonight's show, we're also starting with a published author and a poet. So I think this is going to become a tradition. I didn't realize that correlation until last night. And I thought, wow, that's some good fortune right there. All right? So let me back up and tell you about this anti-anxiety. So a lot of you who know me really personally, which is all of you because you know our family, you know that my grandmother had, um, she OD, all right? Um, accidentally, last month, you know, she was putting her medications in her pill, pill, what you call it, little thing, pill capsule or pill um, container, you know, like she does every Sunday morning before she gets ready for church. And so she put her um, seven of her blood pressure medications in on Sunday morning, right? And just kept going, doing what she was doing. After she was done, she took all of her, all of her Sunday morning medications and took them. Mind you, she forgot to put all of her Sunday morning medications in there because all she put in there was her blood pressure medications. All right, so she was getting ready for church, and church is probably like 15 minutes from her house. She gets to church, and the next thing you know, my grandmother, you know, she's um very rich, rich, melanated, right? So, um, but her complexion gets darker, like purple, black. Her lips turn pitch black, and people visibly notice there's something wrong with her. So my mother was like, 
what's going on? My grandma's like, you know, I feel faint, you know, so what, what, what's happening? You know, so I took my medicine before church and, you know, so mother was like, something's clearly there's something wrong. You know, she, she's shaking and, you know, so they get us to the hospital and they realize what happened. She took seven of her blood pressure pills. Right, so they have to give her the charcoal to pump her stomach and everything, and they keep her, you know, 24 hours for, you know, just to make sure that everything is okay. All right, so yesterday, <laughs> uh, I suffer from really bad migraines. A lot of you know that, and I have several migraine medications. And one of them I take twice a day because, you know, I'm a little lazy and I did not sort all my pills and put them in the container like I should have. I go in there and I, you know, dump the four in my hand. I see that it says a five on the bottle as in, you know, like 50 milligrams, not just five milligrams, but 50. And because uh, I take 200 milligrams twice a day, so 100 in the morning and 100 at night. All right. So, but yesterday I was like, you know, I'm just going to knock them all out and take this 200 and be done with it. All right. So I dumped the four pills in my hand and, um, little white, you know, they're white pills, and, you know, I think nothing of it. Okay, so, like, exactly seven minutes later, um, I'm a little dizzy, right? So, <laughs> I'm like, oof, what's going on, you know? Then my lips start to tingle. And normally, you know, when I take off for it one time, my hands, you know, they get really cold, and my hands start tingling. They feel like ants are marching up and down my hands. That's a side effect of the, you know, the medication, and I'm used to it. But it, it's my lips that are tingling. Right, ten minute time span goes by. Now my whole face is numb, right? And I'm seeing double, and I'm like, whoa, something clearly is not right. Like, this has never happened. Like, and I've been on this medication forever. So what is going on? So I go look in the medicine cabinet, and apparently I've taken my anti anxiety medication. That mine works. I don't know about yours, but mine works on the spot. You know, um, I took four of those. Now, mind you, they're five milligrams, but, you know, they work, like I say, you know, within about 13 minutes, they're working. So I took four of those, and I'm panicking, like, oh, no, the most I'm supposed to take at one time is two, like I normally take two more to show, so I mellowed out, you know? Uh-uh, I took four. So I'm panicking, like, okay, let me call the nurse and find out, you know, if I'm good. And she's like, yeah, you'll be fine. As soon as you come down off your high, you'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, no, my high. I got to go to work, you know. <laughs> I can't be high, you know. So she's like, go go lay down, lay, you know, go sleep it off, and you'll be good, you know. So I'm like, oh, no, I can't sleep. I don't want to sleep, you know what I mean? Because, like, what if I don't wake up? And, you know, I'm just panicking and, and everything. And I slept it off. I was able to go to work. Needless to say, I didn't feel like I needed, you know, to take anything <laughs> today prior to coming on the show and therefore I didn't so you got the natural me today so there's no telling what you're going to get today but I'm super excited like I said it's the start of the new year happy new year all of you know I'm team Capricorn that's a birthday coming up in a couple of weeks and you know for me the start of the new year actually begins on my birthday since I was born in the month of January so I have shows coming up I've got a lot of great music Um, I'm so happy that I was able to, if you haven't heard the award show that took place on Saturday, make sure you're checking it out. There's three parts. Um, Due to technical difficulties, there's three parts. So make sure that you're listening to that. Um, I'm so happy that so many of our female artists from last year and female guests, they are 
you know, networking and collaborating every day. I'm seeing, you know, um, the love and camaraderie between the females. It is so amazing. And I love it. And all the guys are releasing the new music that the, what you call it, the panty soaking music. Yes. I was getting new music on, 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 on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or yesterday, you know, I love it. So I love everything that I'm seeing thus far. I'm I'm excited, you know. It's the third day of the year and there's just been just so much that's going on. Um I'm happy. Um in case I don't get to say this, you know, before uh, the end of the show, I do want to wish my middle son a happy birthday. He turned 21 on yesterday. So um, just like I said, just so much, you know, a lot of great things that have happened. Um, as you all know, at the end of last year, I did lose my assistant, um, Donovan, a very special, special young man who started out as an intern and um, just progressed into um, something more. Didn't think I was going to keep him around past, you know, his internship. But uh, he was phenomenal. And he was uh, the driving force behind a lot of the um, scheduling that went on the latter part of the year um, and into this year. And our guest for this evening, um, I did read a lot of uh, conversations that went on between two of them. And he met our guest this evening. I don't know how he met him um, because Donovan was a stalker. I guess he learned that from me, stalking people's pages. And I guess that's how he met him. But I guess this evening, um, and I only knew him in this this light, he um, was an Instagram poet or is an Instagram poet. And um, you send him a picture, and he will write a poem based on what he sees from that picture. You know, he's not just, you know, a visual aspect. He has to, you know, he has to feel something from just looking at the picture because I've read a lot of the poems that he's written about, you know, the individuals in the picture. So it's just more than the visual that he sees um, in that picture. But I was overwhelmed just to, um, when I received the picture from Donovan, that he, first of all, that he thought that much of me to even send my picture out um, to this young man. But then the words that were expressed in the picture, you know, just blew me or in the point, I'm sorry, just blew me away. Uh, and then I get this, um, go read the link. Donovan's like, go read this, go read this, you know, because, again, I just thought he was, you know, a poet, another poet on Instagram. And and, and I don't want to say that negatively because there are some phenomenal um, artists and poets on on Instagram. But I get this link that I need to go check out. And Donovan's all excited about it. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Let me go check it out, you know. So I go and check the link out. And my admiration for this gentleman just builds even more. And I'm like, you know what? I want him to be the start of our season three. I'm talking about Nathaniel Little. He was born in Houston, Texas in 1987, but raised in both Dallas and San Antonio. Now, you know why I'm loving him even more? Because what's my favorite football team? Yes. Please, yes. When he was young, um, he states that he never imagined being a published author or performing spoken word in front of anyone. In 2004, in high school, he suffered a catastrophic injury on the football field that completely turned his life upside down and changed his goals. He broke his neck, the C5 vertebrae, and it left him a quadriplegic. When the injury initially happened, he had no means of expressing himself 
until his sister reintroduced him to poetry, where Dragon naturally speaking, he was able to dictate his words onto a computer. He went to school and finally got a degree in strategic communications with a focus in public relations. Because of his disability, he couldn't get hired. So he started finding his own clients and he was able to work with, or that, that he was able to work with, um, but even then, um, that didn't get him the income that would sustain him. So he began to write. Everybody that he showed his writing to gave him really good feedback, and it made him feel better about his work. He got tired of sitting on, on his talents, uh, and he wanted to put some of his poetry in a book. But he didn't want the book to just be about him. He wanted to reach out to people in North Texas that went through their own personal trials and that had a passion for poetry as well. He held an online poetry competition and the top 11 poets to join him in this book. The income still isn't something that, you know, would change his life, but his life is still changed because he feels good about what he has done. Poetry is not only an outlet, but it has been something to bring him joy as well as to others. Through the book, he became a mentor to other poets. Recently, he decided to challenge himself on Instagram, and he made a post requesting for anybody to send uh, him a picture, any kind of picture, and to write a poem about it. That one post, that's to almost 100 pictures getting sent to his DM. And I'm sure by now that number is doubled. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, listening audience, my supporters, I introduce to you my, this evening my guest, author, published author, and poet, Natty Boy Black. Hey, Happy New Year. Good happy evening. New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I am great. I am great. And as I stated, I am I'm so excited um, for you to be here this evening. I was telling my daughter I'm earlier, um, you know, because she read she read the poem, and I know that it isn't one that you sent me to read, but if I want to read my poem, just because it was about me, <laughs> I want to read my poem this evening. But I was telling my daughter, you know, about uh, you, and, you know, um, mm-hmm. my daughter has a soft spot, kind of like, you know, me. And I'm a big flirt. I'll say that. I'm a huge flirt. I'm a huge flirt. Everybody knows that, you know. But I was like, you know, when I first saw his picture, I was like, ooh, this man is fine, you know. And Donovan, when Donovan sent me the link, he was like, you go go read the link because I know how you are. You have a soft spot for everybody. I need you to go check the link out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go check the link out, you know. And uh, I love football. That's my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Just just reading, reading, um, reading your story and um, how – everything happened for you on the field and mm-hmm. the dark place that you were in in the beginning and just how you developed. Um, and I want to say how you've overcome. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I don't know, it just like opened my heart up even more for you. And I was just like, yes, you know, he's got to be on the show, you know, because I, I want to <laughs> know, you know, um, I know that you decided to have other poets, you know, in your book, you open, you have the competition, um, and you opened it up for other poets who may be going through trials, personal trials, or you know, mm-hmm. of their own, or have the passion for poetry. Um, 
And I feel like the, the outlet is so good. And as I was explaining to my daughter, you know, just I, I watched the emotions, you know, in her face and her whole body language mm-hmm. change. You know, it was just a very, mm-hmm. a very, touching, very touching moment. Um, but just wow. I know that you said that your sister reintroduced you to poetry. So when when did your your passion for poetry when did that all develop? Uh, so when I was uh, I don't I don't know I had to be like real young. Uh, my mom actually bought me a bought me a book, and this book was like a regular. It was a nursery rhyme book, and um, it had, you know, like, illustrations of, like, black people, you know, in these nursery rhymes. Uh, and it was actually one of the first books that I've seen with black faces. And it was, you know, saying all the classic, you know, Jack and Jill, all that stuff, you know. Um, but I, that, that book just really kind of opened, opened up, like, nursery rhymes and poetry and stuff into my life. And, um, but... Like back then, I wasn't I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, I, you know, was too focused on like sports and games and running around and just doing what I wanted to do. I, I never really focused on on uh, that talent that I had, you know, which was writing. And um, so uh, I basically just went on and uh, you know did what I did with uh, with sports until until that day. You know, I was on the football field and. Uh, I, it was like a random, weird freak accident kind of play. Uh, it wasn't like an impact or anything. I chased this guy down. We both kind of fell to the side, and I didn't get back up. So, um, you know, at that point in time, I had to pretty much refocus what my what my ultimate goal was, and uh, you know, and how I actually expressed myself because. Back then, I didn't express myself through writing. I I always knew that I could write. Like I never did bad on any papers or anything like that. But but that I wasn't using that as a form of uh, letting anybody know who I was. You know, you wanted to know who I was. You know, see me on the football field. You know, or something. You know. But <laughs> so so whenever I was whenever I got hurt, you know, uh, you know I was I was basically stuck. I was stuck in a wheelchair. You know, and uh, at that time, you know, I mean, when I when I say I was I was paralyzed like quadriplegic, I, I was not able to move anything. Uh, I, I've gotten better over the years, but like at one point in time, it was like couldn't even turn my head left and right. So, um, so with 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 life at that moment being like that, um, I was pretty much confined. Uh, in the chair, but also in my own thoughts. So mm-hmm. um, now I eventually got uh, eventually got a laptop for school, and uh, I started to they 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 brought that Dragon Naturally Speaking, which uh, uh, gave me the ability to dictate uh, type on my computer. So um, you know, again, I wasn't focused on trying to do poetry. But my sister, my older sister, she 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 did poetry actually at that time. And uh she you know she was really good at it and she started a started rapping, she started performing and um 
there was there was one time, you know, I I'm I'm in no way, shape, or form any kind of any kind of rapper at all. So, uh, but there was one time where she was like, "Oh, Nat, Nat, hop on the track, you know, do this, get get on here one time," and and you know, at that at that point in time, we were at a we were in like a this two story this two story house, and she sent the she sent the microphone like over the edge because you know I couldn't get upstairs. And it's just like dangling down, and I'm like, so I finally, at that point, wrote my first—I mean, one of my first poems after I, uh, after I got hurt. And you know, they recorded it, and you know, it went on her CD and stuff. And uh, wow! But I—I I was like, I was like, you know what? I, I really, I really do like, like that I was able to write something so Mm -hmm. in my private time in my quiet time I would get on my laptop and I would write poetry um and and so that that's kind of how it got reintroduced to me and um but even then even then it was like the things that I had to talk about they were so personal to me Mm -hmm. you know like uh, because I couldn't really express myself to everybody so there were, I, I would like, I would write in like in <laughs> almost like in a dark corner. I'd be up like on my laptop, uh, in my bed with my laptop just, and even on my, even on my, uh, Instagram, it says the night writer. Cause I do most of my right. writing at night because I, I mean, I just, I just don't write in front of people. Um, you know, nervousness, I guess. But, um, so I got to the point where, you know, I had like all these poems, and then my computer would crash, and and I'd lose all my poems. Oh, and then, no. oh yeah, oh yeah, and that had happened like two or three times to me. Then I was like, you know what, I'm tired of losing my poetry, you know, because like you know, as somebody that that writes from the heart, you know, losing your poetry is like like losing your mind, like, like it never happened, you know? So, so, so I, I was like, you know what? I got to do something with my poetry to where I stopped losing it. And, you know, that that's when I got the, I was like, you know, I'm going to put it in a book. And not only that, um, there has to be other, other people out there that, that have been through things that want to share their story and think that they can't. You know, um, so so I was like, let me let me hold a competition and see who see whose poetry you know resonate, resonates with me the most. And um, I found those poets and I put them in the book with me. And so they have the the privilege of saying that they're a published author as well. So that's kind of my poetry journey uh, up until that book but um but yeah then I started uh, writing uh poetry for other for other people uh, that like send a picture or something you know and I just do that for fun on my Instagram account you know so that's kind of where I am with that right now when you were first reintroduced to poetry and and you talked about you know having all of the the bottled thoughts and I know that you said that you're mm-hmm. accidentally a freak 
you know, accident. Could have happened to anybody. Uh-huh. It was nothing that was oh, intentional. Yeah. But when you first started rewriting, were your thoughts were they hostile? Did you harbor any anger mm. or resentment? Did you write angrily? Actually, actually, I did not. Um, a lot. Uh, so, okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of weird. I got a weird personality um, because I really don't let, I really don't let a lot of things bother me. I know that this, my, like my my injury, you know, it it would be. I mean, it is a life changing thing for for everybody, for for anybody that would have to deal with something like that, you know, and not just with me, but people that um, uh, are with me on a regular basis, you know, it, it changes my life and every life around me, but um, it doesn't change who I am. And I never exactly. let, I never let that stop me from pursuing any goals or, or anything. You know, I knew that I wanted to go to college, so I went to college. Uh, you know, and I mean, just, just, just life in general, you know, like I, I so my poetry, it, it's not all pain and sadness and all of that stuff, you know, like, cause there's more than life than to, than to, than to be stuck in the past. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I, uh, I tend to write things, you know, I mean, just how I'm feeling and, and it's not always bad. It's, Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, you know, joy. You know, I'm also, you know, very, I would say I'm very religious uh, man, you know, of the Lord. So uh, I, uh, reading the Bible and just staying faithful, I, I'll never, I'll never have a, I'll never have a dull moment. But I'll, uh, I do sometimes, I will sometimes write a poem like that. And that's not, that's not saying, that's not a reflection of, not a reflection of like my, like the like depression or something like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, sometimes we have things on our mind and we just right, have to get right. it out. Right. Yeah. Now, I've, I've noticed some pictures of you in live backgrounds and venues. Um, do you perform spoken word at venues or your poetry at venues on a regular basis? Uh, so not as regular as I should be. <laughs> I mean, the holidays, the holidays and everything kind of caught up with me. And um, I was having a few things going on uh, with my, uh, not not with my health, but just with uh, well, medical reasons. Um, not necessarily health, but, you know, um, just with my care in general um, that uh, kind of put things on pause, but I do, I am, I, I do uh, do the spoken word and uh, I'm 2019. It's a new year and I'm ready to get back started. So yeah, you will, you will be catching me on more stages, more platforms. And uh, also um, I'm not done with the with the book either, so uh, this is just one book out of the many to come. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> What's it like to perform at the different um, venues? Uh, performing, so uh, performing it could be 
it could be pretty uh pretty nerve wracking sometimes but some but other times man it's 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 such a rush like um so so before I was used to performing on a football field right and okay. there's nothing nothing greater than like really like laying into somebody like hitting them hard right <laughs> and then they go down and the crowd is just like Oh, oh, you know, like, yeah. like, yeah, you know, like that's when you know you did your job, right? So, right now with poetry, poetry, it's it's kind of or with spoken word, it's kind of the same because because you get out there like and they'll introduce you, and at first you feel like a boxer, you're going on to your stage, and you're like, I'm ready, I'm ready, let's go, let's do this, you know, and you get out there and. It's all about your performance, just like on a football field, you're performing for the crowd. So, man, nothing is better when you get out there and you, you know, you say what, say a couple lines, and and you hear people like, oh, okay, all right, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you hear the snaps, and then and then it's like you finish, you finish, and then the the people stand up and they're clapping, and that's you winning the game, that's you, that's you, uh, you know, making that hit. On somebody, so uh, up on the stage, it could be it could be the best thing, or you know, if you if you're not prepared, you could you could go, you get on stage and take that L. <laughs> so so, but it's it's cool. I like it. How would you describe um, your delivery when you're performing? My delivery. Um. So. Uh, this is this is one thing because I I know that I well I I know I need to work on a few things. My delivery definitely isn't perfect. Uh, I've always been like pretty monotone. You know I'm I'm from Texas. You know I'm from Dallas, so uh, I got that country draw. I I talk slow, but uh, <laughs> I think as <laughs> I think as long as I. Uh, as long as I'm saying something meaningful, uh, saying something that's from the heart, I think that I think that uh, that I, I do I do pretty good for myself. I so. want to get into um, something that you sent me earlier today, an apologetic drifter. You want to talk about that really quickly before we play that? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, unapologetic drifter. Um, that is a poem, the first poem out of my book, and I think that most of us have all been in a situation like this. Um, it's a a drifter is is a man or a woman that has been uh, hurt by by loving the wrong one. Or loving somebody no. that has been, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But. <laughs> so, but a lot of us, we get into these relationships, and we don't know how to let it go. We we take, we carry that baggage with us, you know, like like I poured out everything into this relationship, and this person did this to me. Well, nobody else is going to get a fair chance. You know, um, and so I, I think it's something that a lot of us can relate to, but um, we've all been 
drifters, I believe, before where we don't, where, where, where the person that we're with never really got to, they never really had a chance to be with us because we were so untrustworthy of love. So uh, that's pretty much what it's about. And I've gotten it, I've, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it like, oh, man, I hate drifters. Man, I can't stand <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I don't like that poem. You know, or, or I'll be like, or I'll get one to be like, I feel sad for the drifter, you know. And, you know, and that's probably because they can relate or, or maybe they maybe they're not relating. They just don't want to go through don't want to go through that themselves. So it's pretty much what that there's, what the poem is about. There's so many lines in this poem that I can relate to. This I love this poem, um, just in reading it. But I was able to receive the poem while I was out and about today, and actually listen to the poem. And I was in, in the middle of a store. My daughter was like, would you cut it down? And I'm like, nah, because somebody else might need to hear this also. Um, but I, <laughs> I just want to say the beginning, the beginning starts out like this. I'm an unapologetic drifter. It is the wind that carries me. I live my life day by day, not knowing where I want to be. My life is like the open sea, and my heart is knowing I have space. I was once attached to another, but the wind blew me away. This is Unapologetic Drifter, Addy Boy Black. I'm an unapologetic drifter. It is the wind that carries me. I live my life day by day, not knowing where I want to be. My life is like the open sea, and my heart is knowing that I have space. I once was attached to another, but the wind blew me away. I'm an unapologetic drifter. I blend in no matter what the crowd, creature, or creed is. I made it easy for you to love me because I gave you exactly what you thought you needed. And I'm the perfect companion as long as the wind keeps me seated. I'll take you away from where you're comfortable and leave all your resources depleted. You rely on me, confide in me, and as a queen is how you'll be treated. Then one day I'll turn cold, and that will be the only sign I'm leaving. I'm an unapologetic drifter, in and out your life without a trace. How could you say you missed me if I never showed you my true face? When I said it's not you, it's me, to tell you the truth, I haven't given it much thought. I said what I needed to enter your heart, and I'll do the same to write you off. I'm an unapologetic drifter, and I go when I please. I will not shed one tear for you. You're just one fish that bit out the sea. I don't think about your feelings because I don't understand my own. I'm an unapologetic drifter. I'm with you. I was still alone. The only thing that I know is that I don't know how to stay. Please try not to curse my name. Because the lack of love is the greatest pain. I'm an unapologetic drifter, and one day you'll understand that I used to be a dreamer that wanted to settle down one day on land. To have a wife that I'd love and one day ask for her hand. The dream came to an end when I came across my kind. It was an unapologetic drifter that gutted me on the inside. Sure enough, I died, and I became the thing that I hate. I flow in a sea of drifters, fishing for hearts to take. We hate to be alone. But we just don't trust love. So we fake date the ones who love until they hate the fact they trust the ones they fucked. Until they break their backs trying to bait a drifter with a body that'll never be enough. And you'll bake straight through your brain until you figure out what we want. We are unapologetic drifters and we'll devour our dreamers' love. He thought we wanted love or sex, but really, we want a company.
that look like us. Yeah. I was unapologetic just for Natty Boy Black. Now all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna change the little I'm gonna change some words in there and make them applicable to all of my situations. So if it says to the woman, I'm gonna say to the man and if it says she, I'm gonna make it say he and I'm gonna send that out to about twenty two of y'all this week right here. Cause yeah, y'all gonna put me through some bullshit. I'm gonna just put that out there, you know. But uh yeah, as she stated, that is the first poem in um, the book, and I know the name of the book, but I just slipped my uh, mind. It's, the it's art, Natty the Boy Black. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natty Boy Black presents Poets of North Texas. Yeah. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Spoken word, that, uh, spoken word huh? is, is a, it's an art form that more and more um, people are starting to, especially the younger generation, what advice would you mm-hmm. give to a young person that's interested? The one, you know, who may be listening now and just starting out and they just heard an apologetic gifter. And they're like, you well, know what? I could, do, I could do this. You know, I got this passion that's burning mm-hmm. inside of me. And, you know, this is my year. But what advice could you offer that well, young person? Um, I would say, I would say, you know, just be true to yourself, you know, stay, I mean, I want to say stay, stay in your lane, <laughs> but stay true to yourself. <laughs> like, like if you know, if you know, if you know you've been through stuff, you know, if you know you've, uh, you know, gone through something that, that you think is like, oh, no, I'm the only one. I'm like one of a kind. This is, this is only going through me, going to, going, uh, happening to me, and I can't do nothing about it. I'm, I, I tell them that you're wrong. People, a lot of people go through these situations, and they need somebody to express express, uh, express that situation, you know, because a lot of people will relate, and that's where you, you'll get your fan base is from expressing what you have gone through. All you have to do is be you and talk about it. Um you know, and poetry, you know, poetry is something that everybody does so unique that, that I mean, you, you could have your own style. You don't have to copy anybody else's. Uh, you don't have to rhyme because poetry isn't all rhyming, you know, you know, the birds and the flowers and, you know, snap fingers and all that. So, you know, like it's, it's all, you know, just as long as you're saying what is in your heart to say, you're, then you're writing poetry. And you'll find somebody that will relate. You mentioned, so. you mentioned style just then. Um, are there any performance artists that have influenced your style of work? Uh, my style of work? 
Um, I influences. I, well, really. So I listen to I listen to music. I'm a neo soul uh, type of guy. Like I, you know, I love the Erica Badu's and uh, Music Soul Childs and Anthony Hamiltons and all that all that stuff. So um, really, just music and experience experience with uh, life in general. But uh, as far as another poet. I have I have fans. I have a lot of fans. Dallas is a huge like poetry city. Um I have fans but I don't think any any I don't think any two poets are, are alike. Um especially oh man in Dallas. I mean you have people like uh like Rage Almighty and uh, uh what was it? L G L G poet or something like that. I forgot. Maybe it's I L G poet. Uh, LGT, the poet, I think. So, um, and uh, Nova, so many, there, there's a lot of poets in uh, in Dallas, and they're all completely different. Um, so that, that's why I would say, you know, like if it's, uh, a, a new person coming out, coming out, just, just be you, stick to what you know, and, and you, you'll be fine. Um, I think that uh, I think that that that's that's probably one of the biggest differences between uh, poetry and like just straight rap sometimes, um, mm-hmm. or at least at least young young rap maybe maybe you know but uh, <laughs> because sometimes you you'll get you'll get a rapper that um, that you know gets on gets on the mic and. And they're talking about something that they've never, ever, ever experienced before, ever. But they'll rap about it. They'll right, rap about right. it. And you know, sometimes. Not now. Don't get me wrong. I love rap, though. I I do love rap. But um, they'll 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 talk about it, and uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't seem authentic. Um, with poetry, you have to be authentic with it. You have to be authentic. Don't don't get don't get off topic. Like okay, so there's this one time I tried to write this love poem. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But like I uh, I tried to so I tried to write it, and um, you know I was like, yeah, this is gonna go in the book. This is gonna be my first love poem, and you know it's gonna be awesome. I showed my friends, and they were like, who wrote this? I was like, I did. Oh, you you wrote that? Like, yeah. You don't like it? You like? Oh, it just don't seem like you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that won't be in the book. But, but yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's you just have to with poetry. You just have to stay authentic. Well, speaking of authentic. I said at the beginning of the show that I wanted to share my poem, and I know that it's not one that you sent in, but it's very it's, it's special to me um, because mm-hmm. it's how we um, it's how we found you, so to speak, or how mm-hmm. Donovan found you. Again, I I'm overwhelmed at his thoughtfulness. You know, that was just the kind of young man that he was. Um, I'm, you know, so appreciative. I was surprised when, I, when he sent it to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But then the words were just so accurate. You know, anybody who knows me 
um, knows that the words were just, they're, they're just so accurate. You know, from all of the, the organizations that I volunteer with, you know, the people that I serve um, daily, you know, just everything that was spoken in the poem, just they, they accurately describe me. So the poem doesn't have a title, mm-hmm. but if you see the picture, you know, um, it's just me. It's me, all right? Mm-hmm. This is my mm-hmm. poem. Um, yeah. Your words cultivate the culture that speaks and feeds thoughts. Revolution starts from the sounds of your unfiltered nature. Your cult and colors that simplifies your seasons and gives reason to the actions you take. It's never too late to pick up the platform to educate your mind frame, erase the space to invoke change. Nothing plain and simple because your colors highlight the pain to tell others that it's okay. It's safe to speak. It's safe to flee. It's safe to be who you are and confront your fears. Never be ashamed to stand with colors in your tears. And this man didn't know <laughs> this man. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know that I work with domestic violence um, survivors or, or rape um, survivors um, or, you know, um, those that are battling, you know, suicidal thoughts or um, the homeless, <laughs> those um, that um, have, you know, survived human trafficking. He doesn't know any of this, but he did not mm-hmm. know any of this when he wrote this. But when I read this, I thought, um, you know, it's safe to speak. It's safe to flee. It's safe to be who you are and confront your fears. Never be ashamed to stand with colors in your tears. And I just thought to myself, like, you looked at a picture. That's why I said, you know, he receives all of these pictures, and he sees more than just the visual in looking at this picture. And it takes some time. You know, he tells people, I'm going to get back with you. Um, not just because he has so many pictures, but it takes some time. Some time he has to look past just being able to see the visual in that picture. You know, he has to have some type of connection. Um, you know, with mm. the picture, I, I wholeheartedly believe it's just in my poem because that's just me, right there. That's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wanted the opportunity just to be able to tell you thank you. Um, um, you know, I couldn't tell thank Jonathan you. thank you enough just for sending the picture, but um, and the picture that he chose of all pictures, you know, but just thank you because <laughs> that poem embodies, you know, me. It, it stands for everything that I represent. Um, and, wow. and thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I, I appreciate you for saying that. I really do. Um, I really do appreciate that. That's that's awesome. And uh, um, I wish uh, Donovan was was still was still here to you know to that. I mean, I don't know. That that touched me just in what you just said. That's that's awesome. Because you know, I I do I do write these poems, and they they do take um, some time to write. I don't like to to get a poem and push out a poem push out a poem that same day. Um, you know, I I do have like a lot of pictures that's kind of sitting sitting right now, and uh, but I definitely have to I definitely have to feel the picture, yeah. I have to feel the mood in order to in order to write the poem. 
and you know you sent me that picture and uh or oh, uh, Donovan sent me that picture and uh you know I see the colors and it I thought you know in the picture I, I your eyes looked your eyes looked not not necessarily sad but just even though it's a really <laughs> it's a really good picture it's really cute you know but uh I I don't know Boy, I, just, that I, I felt uh, what you talking about I know, yeah, I know, I know it's the one. You know, you look good. You look, <laughs> you look good. I was just, you know, what I was feeling with with the picture. I was like, you know, I, you know, you look, you look like a like an activist. You know, like like somebody that cares for others and would tell somebody, you know, and help somebody, you know, through their through their struggles. And and that that's just kind of what I wrote. And so, but I, you know, it's crazy though because I get that a lot. You know, like when when I do write the poem and I post it, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, how'd you do that? You don't know me. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, if if I'm, if I could continue doing that, you know, and continue to, to, um, I guess, read people through poetry, you know, then, then, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's just something I, I do for, I do for fun while I'm, while I'm writing and working on, you know some of my longer po- poetry. Uh, you know if I'm uh, if I uh, have time time one day, you know I'll uh, sit there and and I'll I'll push one out. Uh, one, it, but it has to be a picture, like I said, that I'm feeling, uh, like a mood that I'm kind of into at the moment. So, uh, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. When did and you I'm very glad that, that you, you liked it. Thank you. <laughs> when did you realize <laughs> that you were already successful at what you're doing? Oh, I, I wouldn't even, I still wouldn't even say that, you know. I mean, uh, I, I would say, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't claim that yet because I've still got a lot more to do, you know. I, uh, so I'm not going to say successful, but I'll, I'll be like, I found my calling, I guess. Uh, yeah. That yeah. that that words, that the words I write actually are meaningful to others and to me. And uh, so I'll uh, I'll say that, and it feels good that I'm able to do something that I'm passionate about and that brings me joy, and could also bring others joy. And uh, on top of that. Um, it can also bring people together, uh, like the people that are that are in that book, um, because I mean, from that book, I I found two people that uh, that claim me as their mentor, and when I wrote it, you know, I was I was just trying to I was trying to get out I was trying to get out um, you know the poetry that that I had in my heart and the poetry that others had in their heart. But I, I didn't know that I was going to uh, be a mentor to anybody, you know, or or even uh, worthy to be a mentor to anybody, you know. So uh, just this whole experience has been, uh, I mean, it's mind blowing. And like I said, I continue to to do this because uh, you know this this is this first book is Natty Boy Black and uh, Poets of North Texas. And my next one I'm hoping is going to be uh, 
poets of the, the, the southern half of Texas. So, so I want to take this to, uh, to uh, new places and different areas. You know, hopefully I get to the point to where I could go to different states and different areas like, you know, New York or Florida, Georgia, all over the place. Because, you know, if I could find more people and more poets and let them gain exposure and, uh, uh, you know, or not even exposure, because some some of these people, they don't want to be famous. They just want to get something off their chest. And if I could be that outlet, and their avenue to do that, then then that's what the that's what the book is about. That's what my poetry is for. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, we are down to the thank last you. five minutes of the show, and I've thoroughly enjoyed um, this time with you. I do want to give you the opportunity now to uh, get out all of your shout-outs and your social media um, information as well. So for anybody who wishes to um, collaborate with you, um, send in any poetry for um, any of those future um, volumes um, of poetry that are coming out, um, go ahead and get your your contact information out to those individuals now. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, Well, I would like to... First off, I'd like to thank God for everything, all of these blessings. And uh, I would want to, um, I want to share my social media. I'm mainly on Instagram, uh, Natty Boy Black, and that's Black without the K. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Bianca Thompson and Carolyn LeJay, my mentees. Um, uh, oh, if you are interested in purchasing my book, uh, you could go to uh, nattyboyblack.com, and that's black again without the K, uh, N-A-T-T-Y-B-O-Y-B-L-A-C.com, and, uh, or you could, um, again, go to my Instagram and click on the link, and it'll take you to my to my uh, webpage, and you can purchase the book there as well. So um, I do want to thank you very much for uh, for having me on your show. And um, it, it's just a, a blessing and a miracle, um, you know, that uh, Donovan uh, was able to link us together before um before his passing and um and I will be forever grateful to him for that because it, it is definitely a pleasure meeting you um and uh and you know having me on your show this has been amazing well, you're welcome and we talked before the show like I do with normal um with most guests um, and you expressed that this was your first interview, and I think you did quite well. Um, you know, oh. as, I, as I shared um, with you, you know, who knows you better than you? Um, and mm. you know, I, I'm I'm thankful to him as well. 
I think you're probably the last of my guests. Um, that's why it was so important that you started the year off, you know, season three. The last of the guests that, that he did um, speak with, you know, as far as getting on, on the show. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, just being able to hold his memory, you know, because he was so excited about, you know, just for someone who was majoring, you know, journalism and uh, media, he was so excited about this, this industry. Um, and so... Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thankful to him just for everyone that he uh, was able to introduce me to, um, you being included. Uh, I do want to take this time mm-hmm. to go ahead and uh, thank our listener and audience, our supporters who have continued to support us over the last, uh, what are we coming up on, our, our second year, I think now, um, third season, but our second year. So thank you all for continuing to support us. Um, and... Uh, I'm not sure if he said he said we'll return on this Saturday or, or I'm gonna push for for February. If he said she said returning on 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, we'll shoot for the first Saturday in February because you know it's my birthday month. So I'll be turning up every weekend this month. Like I said earlier, I may be popping up <laughs> in the studio this um, because the turn up will be real for the month of January. Um, but I do want to take the time to uh, just. <laughs> Say thank you again for all of you all who were in um, on the award show on last Saturday. It was phenomenal. We had an amazing time. Uh, congratulations again to the nominees and especially to all of those um, winners. Uh, it was a fantastic season. Uh, season two was phenomenal, so I look forward to season three being only bigger and better. Um, as we did state uh, next year, or this year, I should say, um, our award show will be live December 28th. It will be live. Uh, we'll be knowing uh, probably March where we're going to be located. We're looking probably in Atlanta. So it will be live uh, December 28th of this year. Um, shout outs again to, um, again, all of our listening audience and supporters because without you guys, you know, there would be no us. Make sure that you're tuning in to uh, Indie Fire live right here on next Tuesday, the, I don't even have a real calendar yet, I think it's the 8th, yes, Tuesday the 8th, we'll have a storytelling rap artist from Tampa, Florida by the name of Vaughn Really. so make sure that you're tuning in live right here for that episode. Natty Boy Black, thank you again for being here with me this evening. I look forward to doing some big things with you this year. I know that probably sounded a little perverted. But, uh, you know, on the poetry level, on the poetry level, you know, because once you're on the show, you're part of the family. So most definitely look forward to uh, connecting with you and doing some uh, huge things with you this year. As always, I want to leave you with the final comment. After Mm -hmm. silence, that which comes nearest to expressing the inexpressible is music. That's Aldous Huxley. So with that said... Let the beat keep thriving until Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. Have a good night.